Hello introverts, welcome to the INFP podcast. My name is Vicky and I am an INFP and I'm your host. I am forever searching for my thing, my way to express and contribute to the world, always introspecting and wanting to know more about myself and the world around me. If you are here, then you probably feel the same way. In this podcast, I explore and share my thoughts and feelings around navigating life as an INFP. I talk about topics around creativity, productivity, parenting, business, and more. If this sounds like your thing, then grab a drink and a snack and sit back and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Um, Just a quick reminder before we get started that I have recently started a Facebook group and I would love it if you were to join um, if you feel called to. So I will pop that link in the show notes and if you haven't already you can also sign up to my newsletter which I will also pop a link in the show notes uh, for that too. So in today's episode, I will be talking about how our, as INFPs, how our perceived challenges or weaknesses are actually, or could actually be our secret weapons or strengths. Um, So firstly, I feel it's really important to ask ourselves, what are we basing our definition of our traits on? So what makes a trait we have a flaw or a weakness? Or why are we saying something is a challenge? So um, just looking at what are we comparing? Are we comparing ourselves? What is that? Or where do our definitions come from? So is it because and apparently the rest of society thrives on structure or that perhaps they can do things without feeling motivated and we have to be so motivated to do anything or is it that they can think really quickly and seem really competent um, with the quick thinking or um, that they just know what to say in the moment whereas perhaps, you know, I know for me I think later after the event or the conversation that's when I realized you know what I would have really liked to have said in the moment and didn't get to or didn't think of it at that point so just something to think about as we dive into the episode okay so let's go through what many INFPs have expressed as being a challenge for them and I have definitely expressed many of these myself and Let's see if we can perhaps reframe these into a more positive or even like just a more neutral perspective because I like neutral whenever I can because um, there's, you know, there isn't a label good or bad attached. So, and also keep in mind that how we speak about ourselves informs others of what we believe to be true about ourselves and that, you know, they can actually get caught up in our stories too. So as I go through this list, imagine um, what we are telling other people about ourselves and not that it matters what other people think of us because it truly shouldn't, but knowing that us INFPs, you know, we're told we're here to teach humanity about uniqueness and individuality and living life authentically. So I feel like we kind of, you know, like we need to be more certain of ourselves when we go about what we do and how we speak about ourselves. Okay. So here we go, things INFPs often believe about themselves and how we can flip the script. So number one, 
starts projects and doesn't finish them. We lose interest, we lose energy or motivation, or we find something else that captures our attention. We say to people things like, oh, I never finish anything. I can't stay motivated. Um, we might be, we might get feelings of being a failure, comparing ourselves to other people who thrive on finishing projects, or they can continue to work on whatever it is they're working on, despite it not lighting them up. They could still do it, even if it's like they don't enjoy it or love it or feel like doing it, they can still muster something up to do it. Um, but what if instead of that, we thought, these things. I wrote a list. I put my energy into the things that matter most. I know I can choose to let a project go and it's okay not to finish it. Being caught up in a new idea or down another rabbit hole lights me up, makes me feel excited, and then I'm going to just be a better human for those around me. I teach others that they don't have to stay in a situation that is burning them out. So that's my reframes on starting projects and not finishing them. So um, I'll just recap that really quick. So what if we instead said, I put my energy into the things that matter most. I know I can choose to let a project go and it's okay not to finish them. Being caught up in a new idea or down another rabbit hole lights me up and makes me feel excited. And then I'm just a better human for everybody around me. I teach others that they don't have to stay in a situation that is burning them out. Number two, I miss the details and feel incompetent. There has been so many occasions where I have felt incompetent and that I lack common sense. I remember... In my 20s, when I worked um, in an office, I always like I felt like I always stuffed something up when this one staff member was around or if I had to type up a report for them um, or just do something for them. They were the ones I'd make the mistakes on and they're the ones who'd like notice. And I just felt like I'm no good at this. I'm not any good. And even as a mom, I sometimes like feel really incompetent. So when I take my kids, like I take my kids over to my mum's before school because she lives right next door to the school and it's just easier to get there before the school rush and just get ourselves mentally prepared for school. And, you know, she used to help me doing their hair because um, I have like a disability that affects my hands. Um, so she used to do their hair. They do their own hair now. Um, but if I would forget something, like sometimes we turn up and – I, someone has forgotten a school bag and I'd have to leave them there and drive home and get it. Um, and sometimes I've like forgotten like a drink bottle or something, you know, like just something. And I'd feel like, oh my gosh, I can't do mum life properly. I'm a bad person because I can't like remember everything I need to and I'm let them all down and I'm slack, you know, that they're the thoughts that would go through my head. And, you know, they're just a couple of examples of feeling incompetent, but it just makes you feel like, you just can't do these things that are so seem to be like easy for other people. But to flip the script on that and change, like shift the perspective, what if instead of that, we thought, hey, maybe these people who are more attention to detail miss out on just being. Maybe they miss out on just noticing and feeling the moment or experiencing a moment as a whole rather than in detail. 
Um, like obviously we need people who have this extreme attention to detail, but if it's something that we, you know, we don't seem to excel in, it doesn't make us wrong. You know, it doesn't make us wrong because we don't have that. Um, Another thing I wrote was that we can go out into nature or travel or go on a drive and just take and just sit there in the lounge room even and just take it all in as one big picture, as one big whole, one big experience. And then we find that we naturally sort of get pulled to to something and then focus on that. So focusing on parts that capture our attention and maybe we are able to pay like so maybe we are able to pay attention to detail but not in that data workload routinized systemized way maybe you know our strength is letting things capture our like capture our attention and maybe forgetting the drink bottle shows others that it isn't the end and show ourselves that it isn't the end of the world we don't always need all of the pieces or have all of the ducks lined up in order for things to work. We can show that adaptability and acceptance can make aspects of life more easeful rather than stressed, even though in my head I was stressed. Um, you know, forgetting the drink bottle and fe- feeling all those feelings, you know, I, I allowed myself to be stressed. But perhaps if I didn't buy into that, it wouldn't have actually mattered. <laughs> it didn't actually matter that I forgot it. And... Um, you know, I wrote here, note, my husband will beg to differ and say that I bark orders of what needs to happen and have no flexibility. That's usually, that's usually on the mornings before school or the evening when no one will listen to me. I go to that, you know, inferior function where I'm just like, we have to get these things done. They have to get done now. Um, and then the last point I wrote on this, on this particular one was we show others that you don't have to be good at something to give it a go or enjoy it. So I have loved to try new artistic or creative things over the years. I'm not very good at them and it doesn't matter. I don't really care. You know, I can't sing and I can't dance, but I do it anyway. I show, well, I only show my children that just because you're not good at it, you don't have to miss out. And so they were like my like perspective shifts on um, feeling like we're missing the details and feeling incompetent. And then number three, routines and schedules. We can't seem to maintain them. I feel like we are good at creating or setting up a system or a routine, but not using them. So for me, I can map out or create a system, like I suppose a filing system on the computer, for example, and I have set up plans of action. And then you know what? I don't look at them. I don't look at them. I don't use them. I don't look at them. I feel like we have this funny relationship with structure and routine. We want to be good at it. We desire it. I know I admire those who can do this whole efficiency and structure thing you know, I think they're amazing and respect them so much because I'm like, oh, wow, you know, I want to be like that too. And I think that relates to that inferior function that we want to play grown-ups, but we get tired because it's not very developed and then we need to like have a nap or we grump off. Um, But what I want to do is challenge you in your definition of structure and routine. So is it that you don't have structure or routine Or is it that your definition is more of like, say, an ISFJ definition? So ISFJs love routine and reliability 
and it helps them feel grounded and it helps them feel on purpose. Like they feel good when they are in routine. And when us INFPs try to be like an ISFJ, we start to, this is how I always describe it, that we start to feel dead inside (laughs) after a while. Like really, truly, I feel for me, it takes so much energy to be like that, that there's nothing left for novelty or just rest. I feel like this might be the hardest point to flip perspective on because it ties so much into living in the world, in the real world that, you know, the structural world, the in society, we need to integrate with how the world works. And so I guess for me, the first thing I'm going to want to do is to have a stock take of my definition of structure and routine, and then take a look at perhaps my week or my month and note and even look back at how I used to, you know, do life in different seasons of my life and see if there are any patterns. Is there something, you know, that I do frequently? Are there mini routines throughout my day or week? What commitments must I keep? You know, like for me, getting up, getting my kids up for school and driving them over, um, that's something I do every day. I've been doing it every day for this is my seventh year so like I can do it I stick to it now I'm also really really happy and excited when we don't have to do it we've had a lot of rain where I live and the last day of school term was actually um yesterday and school was non-operational because of the rain they were flash flooding and everything and when I got the message I was so happy because I didn't have to get up and get people ready for school (laughs) so I love it when I don't have to do it but I do it when I need to um so uh, there must be things in your life too where you just show up anyway whether it's work um you know appointments your kids activities things right this we get up every day we go to bed every day um, and we eat every day. So we do we do routine. We just um, may be looking at our definition of it in a completely like ISFJ way, right? Um, so I think for me, it's about reducing as much outside commitments as possible and ensuring that I'm doing some activities that are nourishing and make me feel alive to counteract those things. So it's actually funny because this is this is a tangent now, but see, I follow a lot of self-development people and the biggest advice they often give, right, is to stop doing, you know, stop being busy, stop the hustle and just be, you know, just have time to be. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of what I do already. And it's like I need the opposite. I need like how do we do rather than just be. So I'm finding a lot of self-development people that I follow after a while. It's not very useful to me because they're obviously a different type of personality. Anyway, back to routines and structure. So back, back to the podcast topic when you think about it so you are here and you are getting things done so each day even though we feel like we don't have routine or structure we are doing things every day where either we might be working we might be studying we're parenting um we get groceries um we have appointments and I feel like a lot of the time we're trying to pigeonhole ourselves or contort ourselves into like a box 
that we've decided this is the box we need to like fit in, but we don't. Um, I do know that it, I don't particularly like feeling like I'm always catching up on, oh, I'm forgetting that we need groceries and we have to do this and we have to do that. But uh, I don't know. I just feel like we're trying to, I think our inferior function, our extroverted thinking just wants to be able to do these things really well because somehow most of the time like we go through phases of really wanting to like nail it and achieve it because somewhere in our introverted feeling we value it so much but anyway if we try to be like an ISFJ we aren't being our best self we aren't going to do those things as good as them and it's okay you know and I'm sure you are, I know I am, happy not to be like that, you know. I love being an INFP and that you are just, I'm thinking you're just looking for someone to say, yes, I get it, I know I know what the challenges are for you and then, this, and then it's okay, you know. We just need to be okay with it. <laughs> but where does that leave us on a practical level? So I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on productivity and getting things done. So I'm not going to dive too much into that at the moment. But in terms of today's episode, um, and again, I think we could can be good examples of things not always needing to be planned or go to plan. And that going with how we feel or what our body needs can be really important to our soul. And these other type personality types that I know they crave and feel better with the more structure and more routine. And I feel like they can sometimes be so caught up in, in that that they forget to just be and enjoy themselves or do something different every now and again. It's like they, they're so focused on it that they forget to just take a little break and enjoy things and just let things, um, you know, just go with the flow a little bit more. And perhaps we remind them that there is more to life and especially for the ones that work nonstop, that we're showing them that, you know, it does like what's the worst that can happen if you're working on like a personal project and you decide that it doesn't fill you up anymore? You know, why keep pushing through? <laughs> we, we're examples of showing the others that it, it's okay. And for us INFPs, what if we felt, when we felt, so I'll start again. For us INFPs, what if when we felt pulled to create structure and routine, we just go with it rather than trying to find the perfect one or research or go, how do I do this and how do I manage to stick to this? What if we just do whatever it is we're pulled to do in the moment? And then when it's not working for us anymore or not making us feel any good, um, feel good anymore, then we can choose to let that go, like the like in point number one with the projects. What if it's okay to go through a cycle of, you know, coming back to creating structure and routine and reassessing what do we need to do and how are things panning out for us, what changes do we feel we need to make, and then just seeing how that pans out. It's like anchoring ourselves back in and course correcting almost. It doesn't, maybe we don't need to have this consistency really. Maybe, maybe what we're doing is just fine. It's just us. And I think as the last point in this pot, like 
as a final little point in the podcast episode, I would say that when you're having these thoughts that you're not doing things the way you should or comparing yourself to other types, take a minute and ask yourself, what definition am I basing this self-assessment on? What makes how we do things so wrong or not the best way or the right way? And if we really tuned into our values and trusted ourselves that we can do life successfully and that we can create a fulfilling life, then I think we will. We will feel that we are living our truth and we will be guided through our intuition and our, um, you know, our, our feelings basically and our heart. And we will be able to still, you know, be fulfilled and get things done. Anyway, that's what my idealistic views say anyway. And I do know that didn't really answer anything about actually completing things we really want to complete. And I will, I'm aiming to speak to that in an episode more on productivity because I do understand that there is a challenge with not being able to complete some of the things we really want to complete. And I think that you know, we need to find our own way to, we can't look at other personality types advice on how to get a project done necessarily. We need to find our own way on how to do it. And I think because we don't have that self-confidence that we can complete things, it makes it really like we kind of in the mindset, a limiting belief to start with that we're not going to to finish that. But I will talk more to that on another episode. Um, I hope that this podcast though was of value to you and that you got some takeaways or got your mind thinking on your views and perceptions and um, what you what resonated with you. And I'd love for you to connect either in the Facebook group or um, through social media. I'd love you to connect and let me know if any of these points or which point out of all of these today resonated with you most. I'd love to I'd love to hear other people's experiences and thoughts on this because I'm the only INFP I know in real life besides my daughter (laughs) and I would love to learn more about you and share, you know, just connect and create community around that. So until next time, I hope that you're safe and feeling creative and happy. Bye for now.